Good morning, Salem. <laughs> if you didn't, oh goodness. Okay, technology. Okay, there we go. If you didn't know me, my name is Janelle Cass. I am a senior in high school this year. Um, today, I'm going to mainly be talking about that core verse that we've mentioned today, Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. But quickly before I get into that, I just want to read to you verses 1 through 14, um, just because I think that everything that comes before those verses is also just so important for us to hear this morning. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Um, I think I was thinking back to uh, one of our student leadership team meetings this summer when we were trying to decide what we wanted our core verse and our theme to be for this year of youth group. And we settled on this because this year has been insane. Um, it's been crazy, and one phrase I've been thinking about a lot as well, um, whenever my dad will speak, he works for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, uh, whenever he speaks, he uses this phrase as we stumble, bumble, and fumble through this thing called life. And I think that especially this past year, we've all been stumble, bumbling, and fumbling through life, right? So everything has just not been normal. It's been so easy to feel isolated and completely alone, so when we were sitting there thinking, what do we want the kids to take away this year? We wanted them to know that they mattered, right? Even if they felt like they mattered to nobody else, we wanted them to come into youth group and know that they mattered to God. And I think that there is something profoundly comforting about knowing that there is somebody who knows your every word before you speak it, right? Like verse 4 says, <laughs> Got to find it first. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O oh Lord. And I think it can be scary at times too because there's no hiding from God. But that almost makes it better, right? Because verse 1 says, O oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. He knows us. Every mistake, every sin, every flaw, every bad day, he already knows it, and he still chose to die on the cross for us. Last week, we celebrated the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But at the time that Jesus was dying on that cross thousands of years ago, he already knew my name, and he already knew 
every mistake I would ever make in my entire life. And he still chose to make that sacrifice for me because I am fearfully and wonderfully made and he and I matter to him. God knit me together piece by piece, forming every little detail that would one day make up Janelle. My looks, my personality, my temperament, everything. So who am I, then, to tell God that he made a mistake, that I am not beautiful, that I am not worthy, that I don't matter? One illustration that I've been thinking about recently in my mind to help me grasp this is to think of a young child's artwork. We may look at it, emotional bias aside, and it's a mess. It's just scribbles. It's colored outside the lines. But while we may just see a mess, that piece of artwork is that child's masterpiece. It is their starry night, their Mona Lisa. And we are God's masterpiece, just like a stick figure family is to a child. Just because we can't see the value in something does not mean that it's not there. If I did not matter, and if you did not matter, then Jesus would never have died on that cross to begin with, and we would not be sitting here today. Life is uncertain. It's constantly changing. There are so many unknowns in life. I mean, I'm going off to college. I don't know what that's going to look like, right? So one verse that I've kept with me this past year, and the reminder that I want to leave you with today, is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, as we gather here today, I just pray that you will let these people know that they matter to you, that they will understand that they are your masterpiece and fearfully and wonderfully made God. And I just pray that as Micah comes up here and continues to share, that you will just speak through him and so that we will all just hear your word today and know that you are with us. Amen. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I'm Micah Khaled, I'm a uh, senior here, and this verse has become so much more relevant to me over the past few years. Sorry, got to take off the mask. Anyways, over the past few years, this verse has become uh, so much more relevant to me and to many others, including Janelle, as she just uh, mentioned in her past message. It's been a common theme for all of us that uh, what is ahead we cannot see, and none of us expected what the year 2020 would have been. And so really it shows for me, and for many others I'm sure as well, that nothing on this world is assured to us, and nothing is guaranteed, nothing is 100%, and the only assurances we can have are from God. And going into last year, 2020, I thought it was assured that I would have a normal year, a normal senior year that I would go to school, that I would see my friends each day, that we would have a normal and consistent supply of toilet paper. 
I thought that was assured of us, but um, it became clear that a lot of things that we took for granted in 2019 were not assured to us in 2020. And I think that's really just God showing us that the only assurances come from him. And the only things that are 100% in this world come from God and come from his promises. And so moving forward with that, what we cannot see. So when Paul wrote this book, at least we assume that it's Paul who wrote Hebrews, he wasn't even talking about the span of one short year of life, one short pandemic that's a speck on what God, what God sees as eternity and what is eternity. And so really the pandemic is just one short moment in his entire plan. Like even the Israelites spent 40 years in the desert and that was just one small part of God's complete plan. And continually throughout the chapter, Paul references this, that frequently um, famous characters of the Bible and influential people in God's plan, frequently, by faith, they did an action, and more often than not, they didn't even see the results of what their faith did. They were just a small part of a bigger plan that went even beyond their lifetime. So we don't know what this pandemic will do for God's plan, what it will do for the world around us in the long run. Right now, it may seem um, like it's not a great part of God's plan to us, but if we look, um, if we're able to look past just this year, and when we look at this past year from the other side of heaven, in heaven, we'll see that um, this year means so much more than just the um, pain that it's brought uh, during this short time. And so, yeah, Paul was talking about thousands of years, the Israelites' um, plan, and the plan and his plan for mankind. So applying that to my personal life, I'd say as I'm going out into college, as I'm going out into adulthood, nothing in my life is 100% and nothing is assured um, except for God's promises. And I'm not assured of what job I'll get. I'm not assured that I'll even finish college, although I certainly hope to do, to do that. Um, and yeah, nothing is assured about my adulthood. Not even my next breath is assured. But I know that whatever I do in this life, I'll be doing it for the glory of God and I'll be doing it for his greater plan. Thank you. Thank you, Micah and Janelle. It's so fun to hear students talking about their walk with the Lord and the reality of his provision. I love it. So this morning we've been talking about cave, table, and road. We've experienced it a little bit together with the cave time being prayer time together, which is common in our lives, prayer and reading of God's word. Table time is fellowship together. That's why we show you the highlight video, just that we spend a lot of time together learning from each other, encouraging each other, and challenging each other, but also giving to each other. And then now we're going to talk about the road. And Janelle and Micah were great examples of going on the road and sharing with you what's on their heart and some truth from God's Word. Uh, the road part right now that we're going to talk about is regarding the seventh grader standing next to me. I'd like to introduce you to Daniel. Good morning, Daniel. It's awesome. Everybody say good morning, Daniel. Yeah, nicely done. With your hands. Daniel is a seventh grader, and his road experience, he has been very intentional about developing an apologetics website. Now, that's pretty impressive when you just think about the general terms, but once you see what's on there, I think you'll be really encouraged and challenged to not only encourage him and for you to consider how you might 
uh, develop your road experience, but also how you might be able to use what he has created to benefit your road experience. So cave, table, and road. We're going to go into these areas as far as the road, and I want to ask you the question, Daniel, what led you to create this website? Well, for the first thing is I had an opportunity to share Christ with somebody that I love and respect, but I wasn't prepared to give them evidence that they would accept as evidence. And so I was loving God with my strength, heart, and soul, but I wasn't loving with my mind because I didn't know what to say and what to convince him with. And so I wasn't able to convince them. And that made me feel helpless because I wasn't able to convince them. And so I went looking for evidence. And there's a ton of evidence out there. It's just really scattered. It's not in one convenient place. So the main reason why I created this was to get all the evidence in one spot for two different types of people. One, for seekers that don't know what to believe, and also for people that just want to strengthen their faith by seeing what is there that I can use to follow through with 1 Peter 3.15, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord, and always be prepared to give an answer. And for, to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but to do this with gentleness and respect. So earlier this year, we saw on the slideshow a little earlier, a little movie thing that Greg Kokel, who's an international apologetic person, uh, tremendous intelligence in the faith and defending of the gospel, he uh, actually spoke about you after meeting you when he was here on his podcast, and he said what he really loved was number one, your name isn't on the website because it's not about you. But he said second was the diversity of information that is on that website addressing numerous issues. So how did you determine what actually went on your website? Well, first, I didn't want to create my own content because I'm not that smart. <laughs> and so I just used people who are really smart, like Lee Strobel and Greg Kokel, and their stuff to put on the website. And then, so in deciding what it is, I pray about it. I ask my parents and they pray about it. They help and they, they give a lot of this stuff too. And we see if it fits the criteria that we, use, that we put it up to. And if it is, then we put it on the website. That's awesome. So let's walk through a little bit for the sake of the congregation. We have some screenshots of different things that are on the website. So it's called followtheproof.com. And uh, you'll notice on the top, it has a number of categories, and there's another drop-down menu on the right that says more. So even those first four or five points of pages that you've developed are phenomenal resources, but there's even more that we'll talk about in just a minute. Yes. So, so talk, talk us through what, what is on each page, maybe a little bit, so we get a feel for what's available. So on the home page, actually, if you scroll down on it, you can see that there's a comment section, and I encourage everybody to comment on it whenever you feel like it. And then on for teens and kids, uh, my favorite video on here is the Sean McDowell one because it it's kind of long and it, but it's it's well worth it. And it's a video. It's not like you have yeah. to read everything and sit there and try to you can just listen to it and watch it. Awesome. And so I like that one because 
it gives evidence for why the Bible is trustworthy. Awesome. And so historical evidence, there's actually historical evidence behind mm -hmm. the Bible? And then so like a lot of them are like a lot of people like to say that the resurrection wasn't real. And so there's the, we have, I think, one or two videos on the resurrection in this page. And this top one is about proving why that is true. And I want to assure you, there's even more information and content on each page. We just have only a small amount to be able to display. So we also don't want to give you everything. We want you to go look at followtheproof.com and see some of these resources as well. So let's move on to science. Um, God in mathematics is really good because it just shows how even math shows how God is the creator. So even if you don't like math, it yeah. still shows. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Uh, this is, you know, there's so many things on this website that really um, develop so many great avenues by which you can share Christ with other people. And so personal experiences. What I like here too, Daniel, is that you're not necessarily using these personal experiences to, uh, to defend the gospel necessarily. You just want to show that, hey, Jesus Christ makes a difference in people's lives and here are some stories. So how did yeah. you pick which stories go on here? Well, we just look at the ones that give good evidence on here. And so, like, Nabil Qureshi, I don't know if that's the right way to pronounce his last, na last name. So you say it with confidence, we'll follow. <laughs> but yeah, you bet. That's, that's my favorite video on here because it just shows how it's not just the evidence in people's opinions. It's also what kind of relationship they have with their family or is it okay to trust God? And so that's why I like that video. That's awesome. And I will mention too, you actually had breakfast with Lee Strobel this yes. morning. It's not bad. Typical breakfast for a seventh grader, so that's super. Uh, he's been in town for a couple of days. You spent quite a bit of time with him. You spent a lot of time with Greg Kolko when he was here. And what's exciting about that is it's just such an encouragement to see these people, these men and women who have chosen to say, you know what, I really believe this stuff is true. I can defend it. And now they interact with you and encourage you along the way as well. So there's some more. So let's click ahead to the next one. Uh, what is this one about? It's like prophecies, right? Yep. This, one, this page is called Prophecy Fulfilled. And so... A good, like a lot of these videos are just like when the Old Testament says a prophecy into the New Testament, and we're working on some that are just like John saying that liquid, like like a liquid like water, came out of Jesus and blood, and so how that actually is medically correct. Awesome, and a couple more. Uh, this next one. Oh yeah, so this is there's our, our this, famous Pastor Glenn on there. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so what I like here, too, is that you've given a bunch of information, which is fabulous, but then you get to the point, so what now? You've investigated, you've found out that God is who He says He is, now what? So what do you include in this page? Yeah, so the, the So Now What page is just explaining how you become a Christian. Fabulous. And it lays it all out, there's more stuff below that, uh, just tremendous. Now here, I think the next one, is this the next one that I was thinking of? Yeah. This, uh, okay, so that's the bottom half of the how to become a Christian. So it's a religion through the writer. Now look at the bottom here too. Let's go back on that one, Nathan. Sorry, buddy. Um, on the, it has some different numbers to call also. And this again is what Greg Kokla was pointing out in his blog or his, uh, his, his what was it, his podcast. Uh, but he's talked about how you direct people where they can get answers. They don't have to call you. They don't have to email you. You're not the, the filter at all. You lead them to places that are designed to help people know Jesus Christ. 
And that's fabulous. All right, let's jump ahead here, Nathan, to the next one. Uh, what, what I like to is there's a whole bunch of resources for youth pastors and teachers mm-hmm. and parents. And so parents, if you're saying, hey, I want to have a challenge time with my kids to learn more about the Christian faith, uh, you just go on this website together with your child or your neighborhood kids or your neighborhood club or your ladies' Bible study or your men's Bible study, whatever it is, and there's, it's all laid out for you with a whole bunch of resources plus Discussion questions. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with the discussion questions or where did you get those from? Well, my mom actually came up with this idea and she's a teacher and she just knows that this would be an amazing time to discuss it with like friends and family or even just like in like a small group that like you could do these and you could have a nice uh, small group time. Absolutely. It's all laid out, easy to use. I don't have to prepare anything for next year's youth group, which is awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to click and go. It's beautiful. I mean, I'm going to work really hard. Sorry, elders. Um, But it's a tremendous, tremendous tool to use that just helps develop conversation around spiritual things. That's fantastic. Uh, And for you and I, our road experience might look a little different. Uh, Maybe we're not going to develop a website. Maybe we are. Uh, maybe you're going to start a neighborhood group. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're going to do. Maybe you're just a person who's called to prayer, and your road experience is praying specifically for specific people. Whatever it is, be faithful and do it. Do what God calls you to do. Daniel has done a response to what God laid on his heart to be able to defend his faith with friends, relatives, and people he'll never meet. And I just can't wait someday to see how God uses this website to further his kingdom and people you probably will never, ever meet. That's fantastic. Let's give Daniel a quick hand here. All right, let's pray. Let's pray, and then we'll wrap up our service with another song of declaration of our love for God. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your call on our lives. Thank you for the way that you've worked in Daniel. Thank you for the way you've worked in Janelle and Micah and all the other kids up on this platform, but also all the other ones that are in this church. Lord, I pray that you'd continue a great work in each one of them. Help us to stand firm on your truth, not because somebody told us it's true, but because we've discovered that it is true. And Lord, I know uh, even in some of the interactions with the students, there's a common thread, even as Micah kind of touched on a little bit and Janelle that this year has been tough. And so a number of the kids have shared that uh, if there's one thing they want adults to know is that life is hard. So Lord, I pray that you would bring your word to life in them, that you would bring your hope to them, that they would be able to stand on the fact that they were fearfully and wonderfully made by you. And each person in this room, may they get great encouragement through that and the realization and the truth that every person in this room matters to you. We love you. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.